From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 198 for the week of September 26, 2013. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan a perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Mulatto-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this segment, Nancy talks about her recent trip to Legoland, California. Nancy? Hey! hey. Yes, so you just, got, you just we, drove in. You know, pretty much a couple hours ago, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this trip is nice and fresh. All right. And I went there first and foremost to spend... A good chunk of time with my kids because my kids love Legoland. We went for the first time this summer for one day and we promised them we would go back and we promised them we would stay at the Legoland hotel. And so since we haven't, we've delved into Legoland on the show a little bit when we did Leah's help planning sessions. And if you want to go back and listen to Leah's experiences, um, Tom can put a link to that in the show notes. Um, but I went with a big eye of presenting it, you know, how would I see all of this as a first-time visitor? Because technically, we were first-time staying over in Carlsbad. So Legoland is located in Carlsbad, California. That's about an hour and a half drive south of the Los Angeles area. Um, an hour from Disneyland. An hour from Disneyland and a little bit north of San Diego. It, Carlsbad itself is a great area. Um, if you visit at the right time of year, you get the beautiful flower fields because it's a big flower growing area. It's south of Camp Pendleton for military families who might be getting transferred there. Um, in fact, we saw lots of military families at the resort this weekend. Um, and it, all in all, it's a great location, especially for just a quick day trip from Disneyland. In fact, we decided it was such an easy day trip from for us here in Burbank, north of Los Angeles, that we actually converted our tickets to annual passes today. So I'm pretty excited about that, and I can tell you a little bit more about that kind of value, um, especially if you live in other areas that um, Merlin Entertainment has a presence in. So, um, be it, let's get on to Legoland, California. Okay. Legoland is one of six Legoland theme parks across the world. Um, it is the first of the U.S. theme parks, um, the other one being in Florida, recently opened up last year. And there are several in Europe. Um, so, Legoland is obviously built on the Lego brand franchise. Lego, Legoland as a park is primarily directed to those between, I would say, four and ten. Okay. Are good ages. Um, there are height restri- a lot of height restrictions on some of the rides, which is why we hadn't really taken the kids earlier. But there are things to do with younger children. So it's kind of a, a flip. Now that I've been there, I understand more about how to work it and what's, 
and what to do with kids who are a younger age. So we'll kind of talk about that in piece by piece. As a theme park, it's very close off Interstate 5, very, very easy to get to, especially if you have a GPS. Now, Legoland has several hotels in the vicinity because it's also near the Carlsbad Shopping Outlet Mall, so there's lots to do in that area. The Legoland Hotel, you know, we talk about the Grand Californian being the flagship of Disneyland because it's right there, quote-unquote, in In the the park. park, Well, it's pretty much 50 feet from the Legoland Hotel lobby, maybe about 75, to the front gates. Nice. (laughs) It's really convenient. Um, Staying there has a lot of benefits as far as that goes. Uh, For instance, you get a half an hour early of early entry. And it's like Disneyland in that respect. Hotel guests get a little chunk of their early entry. And then when the park opens up to everyone, you know, you've certainly made it far enough back to enjoy some of the bigger attractions before they get really bogged down. Legoland has, it's not quite a hub-and-spoke park, but it has a hub, and the hub in the heart of Legoland is its Miniland USA. And you can pretty much route yourself to other areas of the park through Miniland. But you can also walk an outer perimeter. So think of it like a city. You know, major cities have their their outer freeway and then they're, they're cut through downtown. So similar layout. The park also shares two separate attractions, which we'll talk about in another show, called the Sea Life Aquarium and the Legoland Water Park. Interestingly enough, the Legoland Water Park is only accessible by walking through Legoland. Weird. Weird. But good in some ways because it really limits the extra activity of people who don't necessarily belong there, mm-hmm. I think. I, at least that's how it felt like to me. And we did we did buy a resort hopper ticket so that we could take advantage of trying those other attractions as well. Now, as far as Legoland goes, you have multiple different types of tickets you can buy. And the ones online have advanced purchase. So keep that in mind. You can often find a discounted deal by buying up to seven days before you leave and attend the park. And you get the print-at-home option. The other nice thing about Legoland is their tickets can also be done off of smartphone display. Oh, wow. So it's not a put a little paper ticket in the in the slot kind of thing. It's actually a barcode reader. So you just put your phone up underneath. You know, you you pull up the ticket on your phone, spread it out so you blow up the barcode and then just put it under the reader. And for hotel early entry, they actually have a handheld reader, which be polite and nice to the um, the model citizen. They call their, their employees model citizens as opposed to cast members. So be nice to the model citizen with the handheld because we found that by using our smartphone to do the tickets, 
because somebody forgot to print them out, me. Um, and I'm more than willing to say part of me did it because I for- forgot. And secondly, part of me also wanted to try that option because we did paper, t- we did the paper last time. So with the handhelds, you need to kind of help the cast, uh, the, help the model citizen by kind of putting your hand around the smartphone screen if it's a glaring kind of morning so that you don't get a lot of bounce off of the, off of the phone screen so that they can actually read the barcode. Here's a tip that I learned on Amtrak. What? Take a picture or you, you bring it up on your email and then click oh. and, and take a picture of it. Boy, that's smart. So then you're not I, I wish to, we would have thought, because we had to flip through ticket, 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 ticket. Right, so then you're not having to find the email every time you want. Yes, pictures. No, that's a, that's an awesome idea. Thank you for sharing that, Tom. So when you walk, like any other theme park design, when you walk into Legoland, surprisingly it's very close to the parking lot. So it's an easy, easy walk in. You enter Especially the gate. Especially if you have a Volvo. Yes. <laughs> if you have a right. Volvo, you get, if you have a Volvo, you get front row parking. Yeah, you get priority parking with Volvo's. Why are they owned Volvo by Legos? Because Volvo is their big sponsor. Oh, I thought they were made from Logo- Legos. <laughs> well, okay, there's a little Volvo display in the Volvo lot, and it's got a leg- little Lego family positioned around the car. Roz and I thought, because we moved her car Saturday night from the regular parking lot into the hotel parking lot since... The regular parking lot closes early when the park closes. Um, we had the headlights shining right on that little family, scared the bejeebies out of us. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> at night, they really do look like real people standing next to a car. It's really frightening and slightly creepy. Where am I going with this? So the parking lot's close <laughs> to the entrance. You get the Volvo in there. and <laughs> It's my fault. So the par- I apologize. It's okay. Um, the um, parking is easy, or parking is close. Parking is extremely easy. The walk into the park is extremely easy. It's minorly uphill, but very easy. The park is generally very um, disability friendly, as far as that goes. There's ramps for just about everything, and gently sloped pathways all over the park. So it's really not a hard park to push, say, if you have to push a wheelchair, it's not as a, a difficult park to push a wheelchair in, um, unlike Animal Kingdom. <laughs> Animal Kingdom is horrible to push a wheelchair in. Um, inside the gates, well, outside the gates, want to hear something interesting? They actually have a little ticketing kiosk. They oh, actually right. have a little kiosk where you can go up and buy your tickets. Okay. Off to the side. They have one in front um, in the Sea Life Aquarium area, um, right outside the gift shop there. They have a little place where you can actually buy your Legoland tickets as well. And they have about six or seven little um, colorful brick-style um, ticket booths that you can also walk up into. Once you're in the park... You've got guest services, member services, everything to the right in the little building. 
on the left side, you've got your stroller rental, um, wheelchair rental, etc. There's also a great little corner cafe kind of thing to buy pastries or light food, a latte, anything you need. And, of course, you get the quintessential everything that Lego ever makes in the current market is in the store kind of thing. So, And it does stay open after park hours. Their emporium. Yes, their version of the emporium. And I believe they call it... They call it the Mark. No, they call it the Big Shop. (laughs) What a great name, (laughs) the Big Shop. (laughs) I found that Legoland has a lot of humor in in their particular thing. And from the moment you walk in to, can I say this? From the moment you walk into Legoland, you are inundated with minifigs. For those of you who don't know what a minifig is, they are little tiny Lego people that snap together. And they are basically the Lego equivalent of Disney pin trading. When you check into the hotel and you have kids with you, or even if you don't have kids with you, they give you a little um, Legoland treasure hunt where you go around the hotel and you count things, and then you write down the numbers, and there's a little treasure chest safe in your room where you dial the response, you know, you dial the number code that you've, um, you've found from doing this hunt, and you open it up and there are minifigs in it. Thanks. <laughs> And so it gets the kids hooked right away. (laughs) I think we came away from Legoland this weekend after two days of this with about eight minifigs or more. Yeah, it was bad. (laughs) It was bad, but I got this, I got the rare tiki one, so I was pretty happy with that. (laughs) No, the Series 11 has this really awesome little tiki guy, but it's, there are only two of them in a box of 60. So that's, how rare, quote unquote, those are. It's like anything. It's like Vinylmation right. rare. It's like, you know, oh, Disney Infinity little discs. power discs. Yeah. Yeah, the power discs rare, that kind of thing. So these minifigs are all over the park and at every shopping area, they do minifig trading. So they have a little box on um, that they either have on display or have behind the counter of minifigs to trade. So there you go. That's a big thing. Most people go clockwise around this park. So same as Disneyland, they seem to all head to the left, partially because the early entry for um, hotel guests is all to the left. So keep that in mind. If you're, especially if you're doing a hotel guest morning. To the right is kind of the older experience. It has more to do with, um, like the Technics and, and, um, the Mindstorms and, and the older kid Lego series. Whereas to the right is more of the juvenile series, like Duplo, the Duplo Village, um, Fun Town, things like that. The water park is up in the very, if you're looking at a clock face, it's in, it's at 11 o'clock. It's in one of the very back corners of the park. 
So keep in mind, if you are going to the water park, you need to hike through the park in your regular park-going clothes, change when you get there, and then you have to wear regular park-going clothes as you leave the water park. So no swimsuits, you know, running around the, the main theme park. It's a good thing to know if you include that. Now, in what, what if you have, so can you buy admission just to the water park or not? You know, I didn't really think to ask that. And but how would I'm, that work? I don't think it works that way. Okay. They call it an add-on. Okay. So I imagine because you're traversing through most of the park, right? you know, how do they know you're not a park yeah, exactly. attendee? Now, the Sea Life Aquarium is different. That's actually outside the park gates. So that can be definitely a separate ticket purchase. So let's go clockwise, like most people would walk, and talk about some of these areas. The first thing you're going to run into when you come into the beginning is you're going to get a beautiful view of a nice lake. You get a nice shot of the power towers in the background. The place is full of color, lots of Lego figures. Head to the left and you run into Dino Island. Dino Island's where you're going to find a safari ride, which is very simple. Um, Two people per vehicle unless um, you are over 48 inches. Pretty much 48 inches is a big number for this park. 48 inches you can go on things by yourself without um, a taller person slash adult with you. Good to know. You get your first coaster here and your mildest coaster, which is the Coasterosaurus. And the Coasterosaurus is really fun. I would relate it to, say, Gadget's Go Coaster. Okay. I think it's a little bit, would you say it's a little bit Maybe a little more. Better than, yeah, I was, maybe not better, but a little bit more than it's Gadget's Go Coaster. It's got more space. But not, yeah. It's got a longer track with more space, so there's more swooping room. But it's not, it doesn't really have drops, per se. How about, like, the, the Jaguar at Nuts Spray Farm? No. No. no? Not uh, near as big as that. Okay. That's it's, kind of it's a... It's got dips and stuff, okay. like Gadget's Coaster, whereas yeah. Jaguar's more, is lo- a lot longer. Okay. Yeah, so Jag- I was going to say Jaguar is a unique coaster in its length and how far it goes around the place. I was just trying to think of... Uh, uh, um. I think it's kind of like the coaster that they have in Snoopy's camp at Knott's Berry Farm. Okay. It's similar It's yeah. similar to that one. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, real, it's, you know, the gadget co- co- coaster is more like, you know, it's exciting for like three-year-olds or whatever. This coaster is exciting for five and six-year-olds. Would you say the same thing, Nancy? Yeah. Yeah. Zoe really likes it. Lily's a little scared of it. Yes. I would definitely say that's a good age for that coaster. The third attraction in this vicinity is the fairy tale. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. The lands change at this point. One, you know, one of the things that's interesting about Legoland that's definitely different than Disney is 
you get more of the carnival games throughout the parks, kind of like at Knott's Berry Farm. Uh-huh. There are lots of extra dollar items in this park, so you have to kind of be aware of that, um, especially when your kids want a giant minion. But that's another story. I can't land a ball in a bucket to save my life. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the carnival, some of the carnival, um, activities are unique. And the extra dollar activities are unique. Like there's a climb, there's a rope ladder suspended between two points and they have to be able to climb the rope ladder to get to the other end to win the prize. And it twists and turns and you can't fall off. There are also climbing towers, which are kind of neat. Um, up in, one of the other areas, there's actually a fire rescue tower that they have to climb. But once again, lots of $3, $4, $2 kind of things around the park. In, when you leave Dinoland, you actually get into the Duplo village. And this is where you're going to find the fairy tale brook. Technically, Duplo, this is weird. Technically, they put the safari trek in the Duplo village. But it's exactly across from the entrance to the Coastersaurus. So, I don't quite get that. How they break their lines. Their lines are kind of awkward in a few sections because Lego has so many brandings uh-huh. that you kind of have to figure out where you are, but this is the area you want to be in for little kids, little, little kids. Like I said, you've got Fairytale Brook. It's a little boat boat ride where you get in the boat and you weave your way around a little creek, a la Jungle Cruise, and there are little fairy tale stories told out in Lego as you go I really, around. I really like that one because that one has fairy tales that I remember as a kid like the um the the trolls on the bridge right mm-hmm. and um little red oh, I'm not going to say the ones I don't remember for sure but I remember that one kind of standing out to me as well as other ones that we don't normally see in other places I thought that was cool the safari um the safari trek attraction is kind of like that too um the safari truck attraction, you, two people board little safari vehicles and you, you ride through a, um, you're pulled through a guided track. It's not a drive it yourself and bump around like the Autopia. And you go past some really fun, um, setting and very dynamic settings of, um, animals and habitats. And one of the things I like about Legoland that's really well exemplified in these attractions is the fact that sounds trigger. So you're going to go through and and you'll hit a point and you know the monkeys will start chittering or oh cool something, something happens. There's lots of sound involved. It's kind of like going through Heimlich's Choo Choo Train in some ways. So except longer than thirty seconds. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Close. It's it's not as short as you would think, um, but it's not as long as you would think either. 
once you move past these, you're moving into the heart of Duplo Village. And Duplo Village has a couple really cool features. There are a bunch of really fun water fountains where there are water guns along the outside and you shoot at targets to make things happen. And my favorite of the water features in this is a fountain that has musical instruments built of Lego. And there are little um, circular pads all around the fountain. And each of the fountains, or each of these pads triggers a different instrument's music to come out of the fountain. So whatever the song is that they're playing, when you step on a pad, that instrument will chime into the song past the bass level so that it really brings out that sound and the extra harmony. And so it's really fun to jump from circle to circle to turn on the instruments or stand there and make one louder for a little bit and then move to another one, make that one. And it, it picks up right ever, right wherever it is in the song that's playing. So that instrument basically falls right into step with the music. Fun. Yeah, it's really creative. Um, I just can't explain better that once again that's an example of the use of sound in Legoland. Here also in the Duplo, like I said, there's the Duplo Playtown. It's really cute. It's an entire little village that's set up for kids to run around in. There's slides, there's interactive activities. Everywhere in Legoland, too, they take advantage of the fact that they are a Lego partner. So there are random bowls of Lego. <laughs> you know, instead of random acts of kindness, random bowls of Lego. Everywhere around this park. So the kids will be in a little jail, and there'll be a little Lego station to play with. Just really cool things like that. And there's a little train um, called the Legoland Express that runs around a little Lego garden in the Duplo Village. Real cute. Moving past that, you start going into kind of a transportation area at the edge of what they call Fun Town. Fun Town covers so many things. The best way, I think, to describe it is... Funtown is kinetic. It features somewhat of a community feel. And it covers all of their brandings like Lego City. Um, think of some of the other, you know, their car type stuff, the fire engine type things. Basically, it's minifigures would be citizens of Funtown. So the first area you hit on your right, which is all this area that I've been talking about now is the ones that are available to hotel guests from 9.30 to 10 um, or half hour before the park opens. So that would be either 8.30 or 9, 9.30 to 10. You get the Sky Cycles and the Kid Power Towers are up the hill a little bit. And we'll get to the rest of Fun Town after we talk about those. The Kid Power Tower is really fun. Think of the jumping jellyfish, only make it a kid 
having to um, pull himself up the tower as opposed to having the tower mechanism haul your butt up there. So it's really fun to see two kids trying to do this together um, or one adult or a child and adult pulling themselves up. And then everybody has seems to have a different rate of letting go. So if you want to go down, you let go of the rope that you're using to pull yourself up. Seems easy. It actually, I was surprised how easy it was to pull our own weight up the tower. You know, physics in action. And the dropping, letting go of the rope, it's about jumping jellyfish speed. The nice thing is you can control your ups and downs. And you can actually control your ups and downs on several of the rides. So it makes it easier for a younger child to be interested in going on the attraction. The Sky Cycles, which were unfortunately closed um, during this period for refurbishment, track refurbishment, are pedal-yourself bicycles that go on an overhead track and give you kind of a nice overall tour of the central area of the park. They go over the um, Coastal Cruise, which is a big lake that has um, large... Bigger than Jungle Cruise boats, but they just kind of go randomly around to various and give you close-ups of various Lego displays. So I would recommend Sky Cycles. It's something I've been very interested to do. They have really long lines at the Sky Cycles when they are open. The Kid Power Tower, I thought that was going to have a longer line, but I was really surprised. We We rode it at 1030 in the morning several times in a row and didn't have any problem. September is a fabulous month, September and the very beginning of October. Fabulous time to go for low crowd levels and low line levels. Peak season in the summer, not so much. We only got to do about half the park in one day. Going further into Funtown, you run into helicopters, which you can take yourself up and down the, sh- the shaft. A really fun photography area where you can pose in different cars. And you've got the driving school, the Lego driving school. There are two versions of the Lego driving school, um, five years and under, and five years and up to 13, I believe it is. 13 or 15, one of the two. I think it's 13. Um, we actually sent our girls, you know, eight and six and a half. We let them get in line by themselves for it. And the neat thing about these is that they are not on tracks. The The big kid driving school, the little kid driving school is on an oval loop, and the big kid driving school is this maze of roads, and they basically say, you're going to follow the rules of the road, you're going to stay on the right-hand side, you're going to stop at the stop signs, watch for traffic, and they just let them go. (laughs) And it's really fun to watch your kids and yell at them, no, no, left lane, (laughs) or right lane, you're not driving on the wrong side but it's a fun it's a fun little area very open you can see your child from all all the way around and you can photo from all the way around the track which is really nice there's a theater show that's about two or three times a day and then you move around the corner and you'll see the rescue show it's one of the ones they promote on their 
their advertisement, their commercials, fairly new, and your family um, pumps a fire truck or a police car into a crime scene and squirts water hoses to put out the fire, or if you're in a police car, you're defeating a robber with your fire hose. A lot of fun. It's, you know, physical work. There are some physical limitations on the attraction, but everybody has a chance to participate that's in your vehicle. So four people to vehicle. A lot of fun. Some minor attractions in Funtown. We've got the Lego Factory Tour. We've got... We've got the Lego Factory Tour. We have the Lego Clubhouse. And there's a the Fireman's Challenge uh, Climbing Tower, which is an extra fee. We also have another cool thing called the Adventurers Club. Not like the Adventurers Club that some of you are familiar with from Walt Disney World, but it's a walk through um, Seek and Find which small children will probably not be very thrilled to go into because it is a bit on the dark side, but it's not scary. So it's kind of your kids. We really like the factory tour that we took. It's a walkthrough, and it shows you the process of making Legos. There's some factoids. And then Mm. in the club, they actually give lessons on building. So yeah, really nice, um, really nice area, and that will eventually segue into Pirate Shores. All right, let's let's now, stop right there for now. We've got I about, think that's a great idea because yeah, about Pirate half the park, right? Starts the older kid attractions. Okay, cool. So what, so what was what was some of your favorites of of that that part of the park? The kids really love the driving school. Okay, they really love the driving school. You know, I think that's so free, cool. You know, you don't have to. If your kids are just old enough, you can put them in the line. There's no place they're going to go besides the line. So if you can trust them to be good and not be a pain in the line to us, they can actually go stand in line by themselves, making them feel empowered, right. which is kind of neat. Okay. Um, you can't beat the fairy tale brook and the safari for cute. I think had we had the chance to go on the Sky Skycles, that would probably have been my favorite as an adult. Uh-huh. And the the one place I wanted to try eating is the Ramen House, which I'm not. We're going to talk about food in a whole separate area because Legoland for food is. Do I dare say it? Actually, maybe even a little bit better than Disney. Wow. Yeah, I, I was I was very impressed at the choices. Awesome. So there we go. So we'll uh, we'll catch up on uh, episode two. All right. So we will. Yeah, we'll talk about the rest of the park. We'll talk about the hotel. Did you go? Did you go to the water park? Yes, we did. Okay, In so fact, we'll talk about the water park. Like, How about like, the aquarium? Did we talk? Did we, yeah, did we, we can talk about the aquarium too. Okay. So and I really am going to try and do blogs for all of these. Actually, I've we've got, got a, we've got we've got a lot of stuff to talk about Legoland. Excellent. You know, I was really surprised. And how much there was for what we thought was going to be a one-day park. It's a huge park. Um, I was looking at the prices. You were talking about them at the beginning of the sh- of the segment. Yes. And it they 
they do only offer the water park and the sea life as hoppers. They don't sell those. Even though the sea life aquarium is separate, is outside the park, it's not, doesn't have a, a ticket just for the aquarium. But you can go into their restaurant and their gift shop without going into the aquarium, That's which I thought know. was interesting and good to know. Yeah. And certainly there's so much to talk about the hotel. It's crazy. I'm so. looking forward to it. Awesome. Yep. Thank you, Nancy. Okay. That, that is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.